Hello and welcome to Green Mint. I'm Lakshmi Kothanath. I'm Dr. Hamad Arsinawi. And aging is a reality. Whether we know it or not, if you're a teenager or if you're in the prime of your 20s, we have to accept that you will change in your thinking and physical appearance as the years or the decades go from the 30s to 40s and 50s and 60s and so on. So healthy aging is our topic, doctor. And um, for you, how would you define it? So before defining, let me ask you, Lakshmi, what do you think of when you hear the term an elderly person? Elderly person? Yeah, what comes through your head? Um, no some, censorship. Huh? <laughs> no censorship. No censorship, no, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting because uh, it's how we describe a person. And I yes. think um, the key words older, elderly, sometimes are tricky. Yes. Because I think now I do have an empathy towards the terms we use to describe people. And I think in some countries they call senior citizens. Yes. And uh, technically that sounds quite all right because along with it comes many benefits from corporate and the government uh, but without going around the bush when you ask me <laughs> the elderly I think somebody who might need assistance okay. um, somebody who might be slower okay. so you know who need more understanding okay. so, okay. and care yeah. so that's a common answer I get from my students when I ask them this question okay. And this is a common myth that uh, elderly people are usually um, the main consumers of healthcare and social services all around the world. Mm-hmm. Now we could notice that the number of people who are over, over the age of 60, 65 is increasing worldwide simply because there is better healthcare so people live longer. You know, in most countries some of the infectious diseases have been eradicated, not corona, but yes. <laughs> things like polio uh, has been eradicated. Uh, so people live longer because of uh, social welfare is better. So we all believe that God has the, God knows when everybody is going to die, but these factors improve the chances for people to live longer so but the quality of life this is the question so quality of life this is where healthy aging comes as a concept so healthy aging is about promoting well-being physical and mental health wing for the elderly people for some for some people or some countries where the aging population is increasing it becomes a problem because people after a certain age they stop working mm. they uh, need more uh, health care but they also given the right opportunity they can participate in helping others for example uh, some kind of jobs they can supervise still they can supervise the working uh, age uh, for some uh, I know some European countries they invite uh, elderly women to read stories for kids in the kindergarten so in a sense it gives the elderly person pleasure because they do something useful they make young people happy and it also strengthens the relationship between the generations. Uh, in some corporate, for example, senior citizens who have been retired, who have specific skills, they can come as advisors, for example, through freelancing or doing, uh, you know, coming up for doing specific jobs. The idea is that not everybody who is after the age of 65 should be written off. People can still contribute. The key issue is that how can we help them do this? 
by particular programs, by particular initiatives. For example, you mentioned uh, benefits from the term a senior citizen. Some uh, countries have a system where elderly people have free rides if they are using public yes. transport. Uh, they have, uh, if they are going to the bank, there's a counter, so they don't have to wait longer for the queue. So considering their physical uh, health, so they don't have to be made waiting longer than or like the other people. So this is kind of uh, a way of considering their physical needs. At the same time, within the family system, where the elderly people uh, usually, specifically, especially in Arabic society, are linked with wisdom. So each tribe, they have the elders who would have the the role of advising other people, of uh, you know contributing from their experience. So somebody who is listened to, somebody who is seen as a source of knowledge and experience. This can still continue without compromising the whatever decision has been made. Interesting. Uh, do you think that role, that distinct role, elders, if I should say so, uh, played in the society? Is it changing in today's world? Uh, and there is a loneliness that's coming exactly. up. Exactly. So you kind of ahead of me there because you combine two concepts. So uh, the role is changing because we moved from extended families in the past, especially in Oman. We used to have like families living in a big house with the grandparents, the parents, the aunties, the uncles. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean a happy living arrangement, but then there is intergenerational interaction. There is a support a, system. A support system and no loneliness because there's always somebody around to you know laugh with, to eat with, to go out with. So whereas that has changed gradually because of modernization, uh, social life moved into more what we call nuclear family. So the typical family, the parents, the kids, and probably housemate. So. Some elderly people end up living on their own. Uh, in Oman, we don't have nursing homes, we don't have care homes. There is one in Rostock, but it's very specific for a smaller number of people. But generally, the elderly person either lives within the, their grown-up children or they live on their own if both couples are still alive with the support of, a, for example, a housekeeper or a housemaid. And uh, this uh, eventually led, led to loneliness even before COVID because COVID destroyed that social contact because everybody had to stay at home. Uh, I so remember the Eids were very different. It was a very different Eid, especially the last one uh, where four days of quarantine, everybody... But the good thing that we kind of adapted to it, so probably it might have been difficult for the elderly who are used to have a special... Uh, occasion with the extended family so that was taken away from them so in general the modern modern society added to this business of loneliness especially in the elderly and it's interesting when I talk to my patients they all mention the fact that they lost that bond where a neighbor will come in and have coffee with them or they will meet regularly uh, in some places especially outside Muscat it's a kind of a routine where elderly people will gather outside mosque after prayer so they will sit and chat so prayers the mosque becomes not just a prayer place but a place where social interaction happens if somebody is unwell they miss him because he didn't come to pray so they go and check on him they, then there is this bonding the social bonding was still there this is gradually fading away from most uh, big towns so what do you suggest uh, in fact do you counsel the elderly do you have people coming in because of loneliness or 
anxiety that could lead to because of being lonely? Yes, definitely. So loneliness is known to contribute to depression and anxiety, but also a specific form of anxiety known as health anxiety. We discussed this last time when a person becomes very worried about his or her physical health. They always have this condition that is not treated. They frequently go to the doctor. Some elderly people go to the doctor in daily basis because of feeling worried that they are going to die. They're going to have, although when the doctor checks them, nothing is wrong with them, the test is normal, but this panic feeling that they are going to be, or there is undiscovered condition. So this becomes a new preoccupation for them. For some people, this is a reflection of loneliness. So the fact that uh, the reassurance or the, when the children accompany them for them to go to the hospital, that's a way of them to get some social yes. attention. Uh, for example, uh, some people, as much as possible, we try to... The idea is that you need to know about the social system of that particular person in order to give a valid advice. For example, people who live in cities might enjoy meeting up for a cafe. They go to a cafe together, they sit and chat. Uh, they, when the weather is nice, people can go to outdoor exercise, not necessarily camping, but going to visit nice places. So this gives them the idea of uh, mixing with people who are the same generation, the same background, so they could chat together. Uh, it also reduces the time spent watching television, which is a very passive exercise. The person who's watching television does not stimulate his brain as much as if you are talking to other people because there's, you know, when you discuss with people your brain is, is involved in some mechanisms in some processes where you get to bring thoughts you suggest ideas so it's more active instead of you sitting and watching television is this also one of the reasons for the onset of alzheimer's or dementia because so the they're not able of to... social loneliness is one of the risk factor for what we call modifiable risk factors that's something that you could do to reduce the risk of people developing alzheimer's okay and that will be a topic which we will take up another day for now um, finally what would you like to say as a recommendation to the elderly but also to the family of uh, the elderly because I remember on the Alzheimer Association's meeting I'd come across an association called the Friends of the Elderly yes. who actually create activities for them. Yes, they are called Ihsan now, they are an association under the Ministry of Social Development and they part of their program was uh, preparing physical activities or social events for the elderly. And now going back to your advice, I, the idea is to start early. So like we invest money for retirement, invest yes. in your physical health. So it, because for some and people, mental health. definitely physical mental health go together. Mm -hmm. And some people, they will say they will delay whatever pleasure activity or having hobbies till they retire. But then when they do retire, they find themselves, they don't have any hobbies to take up that space that you know emptiness that yes. created by the retirement so start having uh, uh, hobbies earlier uh, start to have social links be more open to meet people uh, Oman is a beautiful country you can go you know visiting places you can go hiking you can go for walks uh, beaches are nice so starting physical exercise from the beginning that is suitable for your uh, you know abilities as well so we're not asking somebody who's uh, 70 plus with a problem in their knees or <clears throat> unable to walk to do excessive exercise it's about gradually building that into your daily routine and be prepared to the day where there is no office or job to go to and I'm saying this to myself before <laughs> everyone else 
and you know make sure that there is a plan to trans- transit to instead of just waking up thinking what am i going to do with my day we know what you'll do you'll travel inshallah inshallah <laughs> so thank you dr hamid al-sinawi thank you for those tips and your expertise and your time i wish you all the best thank you lakshmi we'll catch up with you in the next edition of green mint thank you for joining us i'm lakshmi and we'll be back next week until then take care stay healthy